The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bernie again. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. Well, we are down to 13 songs from the first 15 studio albums, and who knew we would get there? Well, my co-host tonight... Who knew, indeed? Oh, I knew! Well, I knew, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Welcome to Betsy and Heidi. Thank you for joining me. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody! <laughs> And uh, tonight, we are going to be talking about the uh, rarity, Who Knew? It is rare. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard to find, actually. Yep. So if you've never heard this song before. It's not on the female archive or anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, if you've never heard this song before, here is a quick snippet. Who knew? Did you have a clue? that you could get this before youtube was if you bought this album which is grinning streak um as an offer from itunes in canada not you couldn't buy it through itunes in america just itunes in canada it came as a bonus track um it can now be downloaded on itunes in america um you also got it if you bought the cd through target <coughs> And it is on the YouTubes if you uh, type it, it in. And if you want to find that, even if you type who knew and BNL into YouTube's search filter, it still does not come up immediately. Um, so no. if you can't find it, we have it in the liner notes so you can listen to the entire thing. I found it on Spotify too, for what it's worth. Oh, great. It is, it is there. It's written by Jim. Yeah. If you couldn't guess by listening to that clip um <laughs> they have never played this in concert never never huh 
yeah it, like there's very few songs that that's true of <clears throat> like it i'm i mean they they do only choose a couple of songs from jim and kevin for each concert these days and i'm sure you know jim was like uh there's other ones that i'd like to pick from this album rather than this one so let, let's go with that yeah i think it's a solid song but which song is jim's off from this album and what would he have chosen to play in concert instead there aren't any jim songs on this album at all on Grin- grinning streak so it does make really? me wonder what they were playing during this tour that was Jim heavy, but it wasn't this song. <laughs> yeah. Strange. And <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> it is strange because Jim is at least present on all the other albums, like before the, before this and after this. So why he brought one song to this, to this group that got recorded and they decided not to put it on. Who knew? Weird. Poor Jim. Poor Jim. <laughs> I'm going to play that card a lot tonight. <laughs> Poor Jim. Poor Jim. Poor Jim. Poor Jim. Poor Jim. He's a, he's a good singer. He yeah. is. He sings this very well. He deserves to stand on stage. It's beautiful. He sings the song really well. Mm-hmm. Like a little lark, like a little songbird. That's that's not beautiful. my that's not the trouble with Tracy for this song. <laughs> but Heidi, you want to give us a breakdown? Sure. Who knew? Clocks in at three minutes twelve seconds. <laughs> Off Greening Streak. It's a deluxe only album. Uh, it is Jim Cregan. It is uh, about 125 beats per minute. Uh, pretty walking tempo, if you will. It's got a low, low key in for as far as tempo goes, but it's not in a low key. If you look it up, it says it's in the key of G, but that is incorrect. It is. I'm um, sorry. It is in the key of G. It, if you look it up, it says it's in the key of C, but that's incorrect. It goes through a progression of G to D to C add nine to G, which is a one five four one progression. So that's very common progression. Uh, you've got an intro, a chorus, verse two, the chorus, a bridge, and a chorus. Verse one sticks to the G D C add nine G. So that one. Uh, one, four, five, one, or sorry, one, five, four, one progression. Um, and the chorus then is the same as the intro, which gives you, it goes back and forth between a G and a C and nine. And so he sticks right. Like they don't go outside of those chords. It's, it plays the same G, C, and nine, G, C, and nine, G, C, and nine. Like you get a lot of that and then you get a G, D, C, and nine, G. So it's, it moves around those same corporations. Hey, we're almost twinning bets. Look. Oh, yeah. We got our Stephen Pages on. Oh, my gosh. I learned a trick uh, the other day that I need to do with this on how to get it fuzzy again on the inside. How do you do that? Oh. Uh, you know those dog brushes like that are bristly. You, yep. You just do that, and I did it to oh, my pants, and it lifts it up and makes it a little more soft and fuzzy again. Because this was the trick. softest, most funniest, fuzziest 
<laughs> Everybody that's wondering, uh, Betsy and I have our Steve Page soft, yeah. hoodies on, and they are the best hoodies. I think, um, uh, Tracy, did you get one too? I did. I don't. And have I love this hoodie. I wear it that's constantly. It is too big for me now. Yay. Yay. Uh, but it's still so <laughs> Congratulations. But it was so soft when we first bought it. Anyway, so we're twinning. She's wearing her black one. I'm wearing my light grayish blue one. So that's what we're talking about, friends. Check out Steve Page's merch. Yeah, it is my favorite hoodie. You've got, got great merch. On it. you got to look it up. Christine, you pick great merch. Anyway, uh, it goes around those same chords. It's very light. It's light on the instrumentation. It's it's just kind of, it's very gym. It's very laid back. So mm. that's the basic breakdown of this particular number. <laughs> it isn't too complicated. No. Okay, well, let's talk Let's talk about the music, guys. Um, oh, okay. What, what are other people's thoughts on the music? The music or the lyrics? And by other people, you mean Betsy, because we're <laughs> the only people in the house. Let's narrow it down. Well, you didn't give your opinion of the music. You just told us the, the oh, details. Oh, yeah, that's true. The breakdown. Yeah. For me? Either one of you, yeah. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought it was very, like, light and jaunty and bouncy music-wise. Um, but... I think there's like lyrically like kind of a little bit heavier stuff there with kind of like more mixed emotions and things like that. Um, of course it's relationshipy. Um, but I think just, you know, Jim being Jim is, is, I mean, as well as you can know anybody in the band, like he's, he just seems like one of those guys that's always, really positive and perseveres and then and it seemed like you know you know it's kind of hard not to dip into the lyrics without getting you know the lyrics and the music mashed together but um it seems like the type of song where he's you know kind of had a complicated relationship maybe off again on again uh maybe it wasn't such like the most natural relationship for him to go into or he was kind of trying to maybe change somebody um but like but music wise he kept it you know bouncy and kind of positive and and kind of like not oh well kind of feeling but like kind of like more resilient and hey we gave it a try kind of thing so yeah, it's so like we're kind of blending between the two, and that's fine. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I I was confused by this song, like what it's about, because I know, me too. <laughs> no one online seems to have any ideas, that's for sure. Um, because you went to song, I went to song meetings, I went to Genius, I went to the band's YouTube page, and there are absolutely no comments about this song at all. Archives, um, nothing in the archives. The song isn't even in the archives. Which is amazing because the archives has everything. I know, it has everything. I'm like, I mean, they have the most, <laughs> the most rarities of anyone. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't. I don't understand what the song's about because it's it like you said, I feel like it's a maybe it's a love song that's kind of gone wrong. Um, because yeah, the narrator really. tried 
to change the person. But yeah, I mean, the best but then best I get confused figure, about the, yeah. the chorus because then the chorus says we'd be the ones who who knew that we'd be the ones who would stand in the sun, which to me is like a romantic type statement, but it's not like I don't know. It confuses me. Well, so I had to actually look up that phrase to because it kind of had like my own idea of what it meant, but it didn't seem to jive with the the song itself. So I I looked it up and it had something to do with like um like being exposed like for the truth. Um hold on, let me just find it here. Uh, so it was standing in the sun means not pretending full exposure. Uh, the phrase means living in the truth as it is presently and oh. facing it on. Okay. So, like total transparency kind of thing, I guess. Must be a Canadian phrase. Maybe. <laughs> or a gym I, phrase. Or a gym phrase. I've never heard this phrase, but I, given that translation, that, that meaning to the phrase, it makes a lot more sense of a, Yeah, it makes more sense, Yeah. A, a love that a love story that didn't work, a romance that didn't quite work. Yeah, or that was like you said, kind of like off again, on again. Tried to make it work, <laughs> ended up leaving. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of fluctuation. I mean, Jim likes to write these songs where he's, um, he's not quite clear. <laughs> he gives this basic kind of overall art overarching kind of feel about where he's going and you got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get that some artists do that too, just because they like to leave it, you know, up to interpretation of the listener. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of, I got a little lost in the weeds in this trying to really discern what, exactly he meant but maybe maybe it's supposed to be a little more subjective than that and you're you kind of insert yourself into the song yeah. or, or or not maybe but. like yeah because i'm it this came out what in 2014 20 uh yes 2015 um and no 2013 sorry 2013 but it and it like I'm trying to yeah and looking at the lyrics I, I agree with Betsy like sometimes I try to input too many ideas <laughs> but it's I don't know it's it's a very upbeat little song for being yeah, kind of happy. a dark and sad kind of for Jim <laughs> kind for of Jim. weirdly like dark not dark but sad right. Mm. Little dark, and I we guess. We know that Jim. I mean, Jim's who knew? Did you have a clue that we'd be the ones to say who knew that we, we know that Jim's relationship is perfectly fine, that they're still married, um, and and well, so like I'm guessing that he that? wrote this as a a narrator of something that he saw, not something maybe. that he's living through, unless it's like a very path, very well, long. I keep wondering, maybe is this Jim's breakup song finally for Stephen? <laughs> is this like? Oh, okay. My song for Steven. Like, I could have changed my mind, but tried to change you. Did he try to like intervene with with some of the issues that Steven was having? And maybe it's just because that's in my brain. Um, and then, but did you have a clue that 
you know, we'd be without you, like that we would be on our own at this point. Um, Carved out our names. Close and to I the tried, flame. I, I tried to land. I tried my hand at something new. Maybe that something new is adding more to the albums and, and like bringing his writing to the albums. Um, I'd rather turn away than sit and wait my turn. Will you return? So I don't know. Like, is he feeling guilty because now they're getting so much more input on albums? Well, Uh, and they turned, they turned away from him in a manner of speaking um, so that he would get more time rather than sitting and waiting his turn to to write stuff on albums. Never talk Will to you return? remember Will you return? the day parting ways. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's why I'm kind of stuck on this idea that, no, you know, sense. how did I get it wrong? Played my part, played along with it all, all to lose here. I stand by you. I don't know. Let out the door. Nothing said, nothing more. Led out the door. Like we have yeah. to part ways. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that, actually, we that were the ones to stand in the sun. Yeah. We are the ones that are left on the stage, and you've got your own little yeah thing going. And I wonder if this is his song, like because Ed did yeah. a ton of them. Maybe well, this, this is the second album little, after. Hey, I'm in the band too, and we were all a family together. And you know, did you know this was going to happen to us? Like we we always said, you know, we aren't going to be that band. Um, so I don't wow, know. That makes a it just kind of stuck out to me as this would be Jim's take on it, maybe. Yeah, um, no, I, I not angry, not sense. not angry or, or resentful or anything like that. Just you know, who knew it was gonna come to this? Right. I mean, yeah, because um, it's Grinning Streak came out after what was what was the first album out after All in Good Time, and he wrote in nothing in any so way that could be that could be interpreted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because All in Good Time was angry. Like there were <laughs> there was some anger there. There was a lot of you know emotion. Well, Jim's songs pouring out. Jim's songs weren't angry on that, but he also wasn't. There's nothing no, on but, there that but could the songs be related to the band breakup were. Yes. Yes. And so now you've got that grinning streak. Now I think that's kind of funny that play on. Hey, now we're okay. Like we're we're smiling through this and we're moving yeah. on to another point. And but still, you know, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> that we'd still be standing here on the stage in the sun, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of my interpretation. Jim, we love you. We adore yeah. you. You know, um, talk to your brother. He came on the show and really enjoyed himself. So you can come on and we would we would love to hear <laughs> if that's because that's just my thinking, because this is, seems to be the way like I just I just imagine now Kevin's my favorite. Kevin, you know, I love you. Please come on the show. Um <laughs> But Jim is like my, he reminds me of my big, like a big brother that I would love to have if I ever had a big brother. (laughs) He's he's got that kind of old soul. He's always been an old soul and he doesn't seem to be quick to anger. He seems to be like, okay, all right, now I've processed this a little bit. All right. Um, And this is kind of what I have to say about that. 
Um, whereas, you know, <laughs> Tyler would be like, bang, bang, bang. Um, and Ed wrote, got his feelings out. I, with, I think, the, I don't know, that's my interpretation, but maybe I'm reading way too much into it. Maybe it's about a relationship. Maybe, I don't know. No, but I that like was your a relationship. Again, a baron is like a marriage, and that breakup was huge. There was a lot uh, behind that, and and the whole idea of of like I tried to change you, and I'm wondering how many times the band intervened and said, "Stephen, you have a problem, and we need to address this problem, or else it, we're going to be in trouble." And it just got worse. And it's kind of like any family member, and you know, you you work in therapy, Tracy, <laughs> that it unless they want to heal themselves sometimes it takes years before you know you can drive them to rehab you can drive them you can buy them all the books and get them all the therapy but unless they're willing to go so i wonder because he seems to be of that kind of soul like i could have just said okay it's fine but then i tried to change you um and i should have seen it coming <laughs> should have seen it all the way through to drive you to get help. But what do I have to do? Like, I can't, I don't know. That's kind of my interpretation and it's probably completely wrong. So. I mean, it could be, but it, it is the one that makes the most sense so far to me. Um, and all the lines seem to have a really good way to work into that actually. And, and there's certain lines in here that work, that interpretation works better than a relationship song. Yep. And the I trying to change you. I mean, the other piece of that could be not just so much about the, the rehab and the drugs, but we've seen since the band has split that they have gone in very different directions between Steve and BNL. BNL has become much more poppy. Um, Steve has stuck sort of to to what Steve does best, which is writing these um unfaithful narrators uh that are are that is they're very self-aware but not necessarily positive people over over the total and um and also a lot of scathing songs at times um and, and we'll get to it we get to steven's songs um but a new shore gives a very different feel of what that breakup was and that steven it, Steven gives the, the feel that he left. The band has said that they chose um, and that, or that was a mutual decision. Um, and, you know, I wonder how much they were, Steven has said in interviews that he wanted to do things differently in terms of his musical career. He wanted to do more experimental stuff. He wanted to do well, more, and for a while too. Yeah. He wanted to do like more more of the stuff like the theater, writing the music for the theater, and and maybe writing a play, and maybe going out and working with this artist, and and doing more stuff like that. And and BNL was really kind of ingrained into this album tour album tour pattern of, of pop music, and and that really wasn't Steve's direction As a matter of fact it wasn't it hasn't been his direction since he left the band either he tours every now and then but he doesn't tour to support an album yeah it's totally different flow and you're right i mean the 
that interpretation also leads toward the feel of this song as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you don't get an angry feel with this song. You just kind of get this like, oh, well, like that, that's too bad. Like really I wish they had gone <laughs> def- differently. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And I think that's kind of the story that I'm telling myself, but I, I don't know. It might, I, again, I could be completely wrong, but I'm trying to think of, I don't, I don't, I kind of see it that way. But again, that's the beauty of, of their music is it just seems to me that that's the kind of song that, that Jim would be like, it's kind of like a shoulder shrug. Who knew mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. would be where we ended up, but. It's okay because we're moving on now and things are fine. Like, and it's quirky and it's light. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very different than like I saw it, which is a a sadder feel to the song. Right. And, has and he ever? Pro- Streets, I don't think he's ever upbeat. performed this song live, has he? Nope. This has never been played in concert, and, and that might be another reason. Like, they never play it in concert. They never put it on the album. Was this was almost a two personal song, mm. and it was never meant. For that, they recorded it, but then he was like, "Yeah, this isn't the story we're telling anymore." Right. Well, and and that could be it too. Like, you know, we've told all the the frustrated, angry kind of breakup song style stuff. So we're not we're not we're not there anymore. We've we're in a different place now. So, although I will say, I still believe a lot of Ed songs continue to be about steve in the following album <laughs> after it's that like get the net we broke up <laughs> remember in uh wayne's world yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've talked about that already like i don't want to rehash that but I, I really do feel like you could you could take ed's songs over the four albums and follow his grief pattern in, in his healing throughout this whole mm. pa- thing until the most recent one 
which finally I think is is clear of most of that. Um, but even Detour de Force had had hints and and mm-hmm. pieces of it that seemed like he was still trying to heal. And in doing therapy, I think he finally was like, "Man, I'm still holding on to this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it, it seemed like they were like as close as brothers, you know, and they had so many, I, they had so many things in common, but they were, you know, fundamentally different. But like they. They just were so bonded over those 20 years that, yeah, I mean, that's a huge loss. Yeah, I mean, spending that much time together for 20 years will we'll do that. Mm. Um, so I do have some problems with the song, though. It's <laughs> the so trouble with Tracy. The trouble with Tracy is the chorus um, and the drums. I, I feel like the rhythm is too far forward in this mix for me. Um, I, I do like the snaps, and I almost wish the snaps had stayed throughout the song or that they had done the snaps during the chorus and the drums during the, the verse. It would have felt better for me because the snaps almost make it jovial, and during the the uh verses it's not jovial like it's it's kind of thinking back and remembering um but it's not jovial versus the chorus is much more jovial and the snaps kind of almost belong there to keep the rhythm going but the thing that really drives me nuts is that syncopated synth and the syncopated lyrics in the chorus and you hear it right at the very beginning of the song. And it just really rankles me. <laughs> really grinds my gears. I'm trying to recall which which part that is. I'm trying to play it in my head. So it's the basic line that goes throughout the course of the dun, dun. Da, 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 da. And he syncopates oh. his his words with it. Who knew? I don't <laughs> like it. I, I don't. I don't know for some. And I think it's the synth. I the more I thought about it this week, like I was like, well, what if I put the piano in there? The piano that that Kevin is playing much later in the song is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it wouldn't really work with a piano doing that. What would have really worked? I think. And I finally kind of like. I I thought about this song way too much, but it's this song is one that gets stuck in your head. It is mm. an earworm, and unfortunately, it's an earworm of a song that I don't enjoy. Um, so it really drove me nuts, and I had to think about why. If you take the synth out and you do what Jim is really good at, which is doing string orchestra, sting, you know, a string group in there, and you have them playing those dun dun. And you have like four or five string instruments doing that, it would it would for me like be amazing. But hearing the synth do it just drove me insane. And I and I think since it was the first thing I heard and I couldn't stand it, it has always had a sour taste in my mouth for it. Okay, I can appreciate that. I didn't it didn't really stick out to me as a huge irritant, but either like the first time i heard it i was like come here uh i i thought maybe that's a funny idea to have in your head 
it was a little bit weird but then i got used to it and i was like oh, okay <laughs> like it didn't bother me after a while but yeah certain things like st- once once they've drilled their their way in and i and i've left this song alone for a very long time in the hopes that it would just kind of mellow out it hasn't it, it the first time i heard it again i'm like oh oh god i gotta listen to that all week again <laughs> i'm being attacked by dogs <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's all I really have to say about this song. It, it, and and again, I feel like that the drums are are very forward. But I think if you did have strings, very forward, like they're rushing, or very forward, like they're too they're loud. too loud. I feel like they're too loud. <laughs> okay. um, I think if you took like took them down a couple notches in the mix, I just feel mm-hmm. like they're right there. Um, and I don't feel like it's a driving song, so I don't feel like they need to be right there on the top. And I think if you had strings to mellow them out, it would work better. But it's such a bare song that really is apparent. And Jim has such a gentle voice and a gentle right, way right, about right. him that it wouldn't take much to kind of draw him out a little and, yeah, dominate. Yeah. I mean, Jim can rock it, but the, this song was meant to be kind of a soft song, and then doing so, having the yeah. drums in the front, like, really becomes apparent. <coughs> I'm all choked up about it right now. I'm just I'm ready to... I'm, I'm ready to put some numbers to it. Are you guys ready to put some I'm numbers ready. to it? Betsy, what do you... Th- yeah, but what are we going to use as a... What do you think that the rating mm. should be? Hold on. Um, let me get inspired here. How many gentle gingers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Ginger standing out in the sun. You could use SPF, I suppose. <laughs> I don't have much. How many SPFs? <laughs> How many SPFs? Because you got gingers standing out in the sun. Charging <laughs> the names close to the flame. Names. Names. All right. Let's do that. How many SPFs? Nothing really. All right, how many SPFs do you give this song? Uh, Heidi, <laughs> let's go with you first. <laughs> I'm going to give this... Uh, yikes. I'm going to give this 3.6. It's, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't hate it. I, I kind of, you know, it's quirky and cute. I might get to like it even more over time, but I'm like, mm. it's not what I'm going to sing in my car. Hmm. Betsy, what about you? Um, well, it's not my, one of my favorites either. Like when I listen to it, I can appreciate, you know, how nice and gentle and, and angelic Jim's voice is, but I definitely don't really like seek it out. Um, and I, I'm kind of on the fence on whether or not I'd like how vague or enigmatic it is. So I don't know. Um, I think for me, it it doesn't necessarily have what I go to for BNL in terms of I like a little more edge uh, or a little more a little more <laughs> angst, but. Um, but um, so I think I'd, I'd 
scored a 3.0 SPF. Okay. All right. Yeah. I I mean, I've already um, expressed like what it is that I really don't like about this song. Um, <laughs> give, I think if they re-recorded this with a string section, my, my, my feeling is that it would go up immensely, but we don't have that. I will never get that. My guess is, um, and <clears throat> I had to think about it and compare it to another song that I found that was, as I went through the list, I'm like, oh, there's a great comparison uh, because it has the sense <laughs> that drive me absolutely batty. Um, and otherwise behind it is a, is a pretty cool song. Um, if you take those synths and turn them into strings, I probably would like it more is, is matter of time. And I gave that a 2.5. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a 2.5. Oh okay. yeah, I'm definitely the hater this week. <laughs> That's all right. Hater raid. All hater right. raid. <laughs> I've been drinking the hater raid a lot more lately. <laughs> it's got electrolytes. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm tired, guys. Same. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I'm a sympathetic yawner. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, you know what? Should we just cut it off? I, you know, I, I think what I'm asking you guys is, like, who needs sleep? I need sleep. Oh, well, you're never going to get it. What's that for? You know what? Be happy with what you get. I know. This guy's been awake since the seven, Second World War. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys thank you so much and i look forward to next week's discussion because i think my i think my things might go my ratings might go up a little bit oh more. nice Any bit? Right. Well, i don't think note, i will be the hater you won't be so cranky <laughs> thanks that was fun don't forget no regrets it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.